Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of Troy Talks Podcast. I am your host, Troy Holt. Again, I want to say thank you all for listening in and tuning in down through uh, the years. I really appreciate your support. Uh, today, I have a very special guest, uh, and I'm excited about this particular uh, guest because some of the things that we talked about uh, in our pre-interview. But let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, throughout her career tenure, uh, she has been a diamond and a coal mine, working tirelessly to shine brighter than the rest in an extremely male-dominated industry. But no matter how much she sparkled, the ceiling made of glass kept her from reaching the surface. So she dug deep, using her resilience and determination to mine her own path and finally break free into the open air as the radiant, self-made minority women-owned small business success. Deb is the founder. Her name is Deb. I didn't mean to give that out, but she's the founder of Curtis Small Business Finance Solutions, uh, but, uh, uh, also doing a, a business as Deb Curtis. She is a, a business acquisition lending consulting specializing in, in business ownership, bank finance transaction backed by the S, uh, SBA. So I want to present to some and introduce others, Deb Curtis. Deb, thank you for allowing me to uh, be here. Now, Deb, uh, before we get started, one thing I want to say about you. So this is this is what why I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, and this very few people do that. But you have reached out to me. You have connected with me on social media. You have supported my content. So that tells me that you are a giver. You really like to cheer on, support others. And I really appreciate that. And that makes you stand out. So that's the reason why I'm so excited about this particular podcast. Man. Let's get into the pop. Let's get into this interview. Uh, Dave, again, thank you for the opportunity to allow me to interview you. Uh, but we discussed, you know, some some things uh, we, we talked about in our pre-interview. We talked about women uh, and minorities uh, with small businesses. Talk about some of the things that we discussed about this opportunity where people are looking for a new startup. And you're saying that's always already established businesses. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. And then, first of all, tell us how you got into this, and then we'll go into that. That sounds great. And Troy, that was such a wonderful welcome. My goodness, it sounds bigger than what I really am. I'm, I'm just a small-town rural girl in the Midwest who has uh, climbed or tried to climb and fell off and climbed, got up again and climbed the ladder only to be shot down and fought hard, harder to get up another stair or two. And that's why I believe that all things are possible with God, grit, and grace. And, and my sign behind me shines brightly because without, without God, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And the grit and the grace just came along the way with my career. And I'll give you a short synopsis of the past and why it has brought me to where I am today. Um, my very first career professional employment was with a finance company. You and I talked about this a bit during our pre-interview and I'm a Gen Xer and I believe our generation, because of my kids think I'm nuts, that my husband and I worked too many hours, but I believe our generation was brought up back in the day. My daddy taught me this, Troy, to give it your all 
to corporate. Now, this was back in the day. This is yeah. back in the day when you got a big old turkey for Thanksgiving holiday. You know, you you went to Christmas parties and there were constant gifts for one year on the job, five years on the job. I mean, corporate really took care of their employees when I was a young adult. Um, my daddy taught me, you know, they're giving you great 401k benefits. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Health insurance. I think mm -hmm. there were no deductibles, uh, 401ks at the time, the employer that I was working for would, um, pay up to 6% of my paycheck as a match to my 401k. So benefits were good. And my daddy always said, put in all the hard work to corporate and they will take care of you. And he was right back then they did. Mm -hmm. And a good example of that is that my first career job, I was on the job for 18 years because they took care of us. They did a great job. We loved who we worked for. And, and our resumes, Troy, back then, we wanted to prove to everybody, look at the time on the job. She's got 18 years on the job, right? Sure. So back then was my first experience of working hard. I loved my job. I, I stuck with it. I came from no college degree, no education. It was a divorced family situation. My, I lived with my dad. I was an abandoned little girl at age 10. My dad got full custody of me and he couldn't afford to put me through college. It just was too much of an expense. You know, I was bullied as a kid because I wasn't going to a university or a college. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to show them I can be just as successful in corporate without that college degree. And I worked hard and that's what my dad taught me. So the first career job of 18 years, I went to my supervisors and they were all male, all men, loved them dearly. They taught me a lot back then, but they wouldn't promote me because they said at that time, and things were a little more open where you could say things that you can't say today because things are much more sens sensitive today. But back then I was told women could not be promoted because we repossess cars. I work for a finance company. And if the car payments fell past due, we had to collect the payments and then eventually go repossess the cars. We didn't yeah. hire repo companies back then. I had to physically find the car, call my okay. tow truck company. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't want to promote women. But the I irony of the whole ordeal was I was an assistant manager going with the male manager doing the work. So why can't women do it? I'm already doing it. So I pushed hard, fought hard. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Hold yes, on, sir. Hold on. Yes, sir. So initially you understood it. It was more of a safety issue. Yes. Okay. But yep. then as an assistant manager, you were mm -hmm. going with the manager mm -hmm. and doing a lot of the work. Yes. Which, okay. And you can understand the, the logic there. Am I understanding? Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Oh, I get it. it you know, and, and trust me, we were put in positions that weren't very um, safe, Right, right. <laughs> but my tow truck driver that did my repoing, he was a big guy and, and mm -hmm. he had a, a pit bull and a bottle of wild turkey in his truck. So he, he, he would protect me, but I was mm -hmm. a, a little spitfire herself back in the day, right. but um, I was already doing the work and that was yeah. what I wanted them to understand. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm already out there with yeah. the manager 
And so I pushed harder and harder and you had to collect payments. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, there was a lot of hard work that they just thought women were maybe too sensitive mm -hmm. and couldn't handle it. Um, so finally, after a couple of years of trying to get them to understand to promote me, they decided to promote me on a, and they put me on a probationary period, mm -hmm. um, of six months and, um, no, no additional pay, you know, just see if you can do the job, quote unquote, can a, can a female handle this? Well, I did. And they did promote me. Um, it, it is a fact that my salary was nothing compared to the men. Cause most of the men, I should say all of the men had college educations and they had that degree on their resume. I did not have a degree on my resume. So therefore they didn't pay me as much because I did not have that degree, but I could do the same work mm -hmm. as the men. And sometimes probably better. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. And, and again, just like proving to the kids in high school that would bully me that I couldn't go to school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm going to prove to them that women can do this job too. And we deserve the same pay, right? whether we Great. went to school or not. But back then that was what was required. You had to have some kind of college education. Okay, go ahead, Troy. Were you going to say something? Did I miss you? All right. So now you said that you was able to do the work. You got the position, but you couldn't mm -hmm. get uh, more money. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Specific to, I didn't have a college education. Um, now was that, was that their reasoning? Did they actually say that? Pretty much. Yes. Okay. I, I shouldn't okay. say pretty much. Yes. And they, okay. they were made it clear to me that we don't hire branch managers unless they have a college education. Okay. Got it. And, um, I didn't, but let's just say putting in 18 years of hard work and loyal dedication to corporate, I think mm -hmm. that outweighs any college education today. Agreed. <laughs> so I was blessed. They, mm -hmm. they promoted me. Now, all that mattered to me, Troy, was having that on my resume, that okay. I was promoted and mm -hmm. I was a branch manager. That's the start of me climbing the corporate ladder because I knew I was up against interviews. I mean, let's face it, years ago, if you did not have a college education on your piece of paper resume, they would mm -hmm. just toss it. They weren't right. even interested. Yeah. So. Um, anyhow, um, uh, I succeeded. I did well. I paved the path for other women to become promoted at that company. So I mm -hmm. feel like I stood for women's rights and minority mm -hmm. rights and showed them that we can do this too. And especially mm -hmm. for all of the people out there, uh, that don't have a college education. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stand up for them as well back then, as mm -hmm. I do today, mm -hmm. that, a lot of times the education, yes, it's needed if you're going to be a physician or you're mm -hmm. going to be in, in a trade of some sort. But when it comes to just everyday sales um, and positions and, and operating some of the small businesses today, I'm telling you, it's called guts and glory and time on the job and, and challenges in life that will outweigh any university name on a piece of paper. Let's sure. just get into that nitty gritty because mm -hmm. that's the stuff that makes us successful. Can we all agree? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 
So through the years, then after that, I decided to start working for banks because I worked at a finance company, which was helping people reestablish credit and auto loans and such. And that was 18 years. Then I flipped to the bank side um, as a retail branch manager and then into home loans and then into business lending, business banking, which introduced me to SBA lending, small business administration. And um, through that journey, Troy, there were many times that I struggled as a woman to get promoted again. And I was up against men that had right. those, pardon? Now, Deb, so now this, this, this business lending, are you with the SBA or are you with a retail bank? Retail bank. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, just to clarify, because people do get confused, mm -hmm. the SBA is an affiliate of our government that offers a guarantee to all the banks in our country that do business lending. So SBA doesn't give the money, they guarantee it. And then the banks, like a business banker, mm -hmm. like I was, or a business lender, they will do the SBA loans and administer the funds and deliver them to the business owners with loan credit approvals with the SBA guaranteeing that loan. Okay. Um, yes. So great so, question. So, um, and, and one reason why I want to clarify that because the SBA is a organization that people do work for. And I wanted to correct. make sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, so yep. I, I, Cause I want to see where, cause I'm like, so the government was also, and we know they probably had issues too, but I wanted to be clear. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. Yep. You're right. And the SBA does employ, there are people that work for the SBA. Um, but there are also what are known as licensed SBA bank and non-bank lenders, mm -hmm. um, not employed by the SBA, but they must follow the SBA credit guidelines to keep their license to lend SBA programs. And we all heard of PPP and IDLE mm -hmm. through the years. Well, um, the 7A is the most popular loan program for purchase financing established small businesses mm -hmm. that are, that are money-making. Mm -hmm. um, so through the years working for banks, mm -hmm. I started SBA lending and mm -hmm. I was attracted to business acquisition financing of established money-making businesses because they were easier for final loan approval versus somebody coming to me to say, Hey, Deb, I want to start up a brand new business, mm -hmm. ground zero. Mm -hmm. There's more risk in starting up a business at ground zero than there is for Troy to purchase finance one that's been around for 25 years, has established employees, loyal customers, a name that everybody knows. Um, there's so much benefit where the, the, the business is already generating cash to make that SBA loan payment for mm -hmm. Troy to purchase finance that business and be the new owner. Now, so, yeah, yes. I, I want to ask you a question here. Um, so would it be considered a new business? And I know somebody did, that, that did this. Mm -hmm. So let's say hypothetically, uh, I'm going to become a state farm agent and I'm going, so I've got to go through their process and then 
they've got to find me a location and blah, blah, blah. Uh, would that be starting a new, new business? Consider yes. a new business? Okay. All right. So now what if, now if, what if I'm buying a book of business and they transfer in the book of business, what would that be considered? Okay. So State Farm is, is like a franchise. That's the name. And Got there's it. several agents that mm -hmm. have territories. Mm -hmm. And those are what we call franchisee markets. Okay. You can start up a brand new state farm territory as an agent. Mm -hmm. And that's a ground zero startup agency. Still, ground, farm, still, right? still, still, still considered a yeah. new business. Okay. Got it. I want to be. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's kind of like, think of like firehouse subs. Do you have mm -hmm. a fire? Yeah. Firehouse yeah. subs is a franchisor mm -hmm. and you can start up a brand new firehouse subs in a certain location, mm -hmm. just like a state farm. Gotcha. You can also purchase finance, a resale of a state farm agency where they mm -hmm. already have employees and a book of business, mm -hmm. maybe the owner of the agency or the owner of the, of the firehouse subs mm -hmm. wants to retire. Okay. Somebody so, so that's different. So that's, yeah. that's, that's easier to get, uh, mm -hmm. finance. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm clear now. Okay. Yeah. And you're asking really wonderful questions to help the majority out there that don't know that there are these opportunities mm -hmm. because their number one fear is if I buy an established money-making firehouse subs or a state farm insurance agency that's been around for years, mm -hmm. they're, they're thinking, how am I going to personally make that payment? I've got my mortgage payment. I've got my car payment. I don't have enough income to make that payment. Mm -hmm. Well, those established businesses, not the startups, the established ones that have been operating and they have employees, they already have customers, they're selling. And that business owner that started it up years ago with all the blood, sweat, and tears, put in all that time and built up a business that's making money. He's mm -hmm. earning an officer salary that would be transferred to you, Troy. Mm -hmm. And there's still enough net profits, otherwise known as cash flow, mm -hmm. that is used to make that SBA change of business ownership loan payment. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's cool. So, <laughs> I get so excited when I think about it. Here's the deal. Why I'm here today, mm -hmm. because you bless me to be on your show, number one, thank you. But I'm here to tell everybody there are opportunities out there today that you can be taking advantage of. And I wish somebody would have told me or taught me years ago to get off that corporate ladder that I kept slipping or another level broke and I fell down and climb my own ladder by finding an established small business that's making money today and transition in to be the new owner and carry on the legacy. Nobody teaches this today. Uh, and my typical client that, that comes to me for this financing quite often is the corporate America male supervisor that mm -hmm. went to college, mm -hmm. that, that climbed the ladder, that made the money, saved the money, and, and they're just buying these small businesses because they know 
they just know. And I'm here to flip the mattress and teach the rest of us how to get there. Now, now, now Dale, I'm excited. I really am. And I got so many questions. We probably won't even have enough time in this. Uh, <laughs> but but you're here to flip the, uh, the, flip the script. That's right. And mm-hmm. so, first of all, how do people find these? And, and that's my first question. So you out here trying to tell people about them, but how do people find these businesses? And then my other question is, can you get a group of people to purchase one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two questions. Okay, two questions. Here we go. How do we find them? Well, there is a market online There's several platforms that you can go to, to find business listings for sale, small businesses. There are business broker firms across the country that advertise businesses for sale. They represent the business owner who wants to sell and they make a commission, you know, to sell the business kind of like realtors make a commission to sell a home. So business brokers make a commission to sell these established businesses. Um, The other way is you may know some of your small businesses in your community that you visit, Mm -hmm. and maybe you like the business. Maybe you like what you see Mm -hmm. and just general conversation. I help business buyers that just have conversations with people that they know that are business owners that say, Hey, were you ever thinking of selling your business? Mm -hmm. Just one question can turn into a transaction. Um, so there's a variety of ways to find these businesses. Mm -hmm. And the key is you have to find one that has sufficient cash flow to support the sale price and the loan project for you, the new business buyer. Um, and I help with that because that can get tricky, Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason being is statistically, 80% of the businesses that are on the market today, small mm-hmm. businesses, they don't qualify for SBA change of owner financing. Mm-hmm. And the number one reason why is because the seller didn't report all of their profits to the IRS because they didn't want to pay taxes. So we have to find the gems, you know, the, the diamonds in the rough, so to speak, that mm-hmm. played the game the right way, followed right. the rules and, and reported their profits. Um, so that answers question number one. And number two, refresh my memory. Number um, two was, uh, let's say uh, I wanted to uh, own a real estate broker. So I'm just throwing that out there. And I got, I grabbed four of my, my, my oh. friends and say, hey, look, this opportunity, there's a business, hey, uh, would you would like to go in together? Could you do a a partnership with four people also? You can. And um, I've had, you know, solo people just 100% Mm -hmm. buy a business. I've had uh, partnerships, Mm -hmm. husband and wife, uh, and maybe the wife is 51% proposed new owner and Mm -hmm. the husband's 49. Maybe it's Mm 50-50. I've seen partnerships with four, four people. And Mm -hmm. then one of them is going to be, you know, the owner operator and the other three are just along for the ride, so to speak. So yes, you, you can split it up. Um, 
the key is anybody that's 20% or greater proposed owner mm-hmm. must personally guarantee the SBA loan. Okay. So what does that mean? You, if you're going to purchase finance a business, there's a payment that needs to be made and the business cash flow is what makes that payment. But if there's ever a time where money is tight, then you're guaranteeing you're going yeah, to still gonna, make that payment, hey, right? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, is that for even a solo owner? They are yes. the person to guarantee or, uh, and I'm sure some qualifications on that, but let me back up for a second. Mm-hmm. So basically you would do uh, a business uh, valuation, I think that's how you pronounce it, to see mm-hmm. if the cash flow, and that's based on tax returns and the yeah. books. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're on the right track, Troy. Remember this. I want, your, want you and your audience to remember this. There are many business owners are baby boomers today. There are 11,000 baby boomers retiring every day between now and the next five years. And out of those 11,000 per day, there's many that are business owners and they want to sell and retire. We're all living longer. Um, Baby boomers. I think of my dad, he always wanted a shortcut paying the IRS, whatever he could do to find a way to not to pay uncle Sam. And that's a tradition of that, that, um, generation that yeah. that's that culture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of baby boomers today will present you their numbers, maybe in a spiral notebook, or mm-hmm. they, this, these are our real business numbers, mm-hmm. but that's not what the underwriter approves the final credit decision for the SBA loan. It's mm-hmm. the IRS tax returns. Okay. And I help, I help educate and mentor individuals that want to go down this road of how Mm -hmm. to get there. And I help them. I had a call just before our our meeting here today, walking through, um, looking at the business tax returns and showing my client, how do we get to that final cash flow number? Mm -hmm. Listen, people don't, you know, some know how to cash flow it, but that's Mm -hmm. not your job. You, You are taught, like, I don't know how to change a tire or fix my car. My mechanic does that, right? right? I'm, I'm here to help educate and mentor clients to show them how do we cash flow these businesses. Now we, when you and I talked about earlier mm-hmm. and you made, you kind of alluded to this earlier, you said, uh, there's a, a big, uh, well, we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. There's a lot of white males are buying these businesses. Yes. And you want to see females and minorities to get these businesses. That is a passion of mine. Talk about that because I want because uh-huh. I want people because I really want the females and the minorities to hear this part. Yes. Uh, uh, if you Google up um, the percentage of small business owners, uh, number one by far are white men. They're the small business owners. Women are, you know, coming up. Um, People of color, uh, our minority population, we are far behind, far behind. And I hope and pray, and and we talked about this during our pre-interview, that our government and the SBA, which is an affiliate of the government, I just pray that they open up the gates to 
offer more education to women and, and our minority population, people of every color. Educate them how, like a first-time homebuyer program, okay. educate them how to go through this process. And, and perhaps they get a certificate that they went through this course that should be complimentary because we need to lift up our minority population. Mm -hmm. And then they get a discount of some sort on their SBA loan. Why? I want to be a voice of reason for our minority population that they deserve the right to be small business owners of established profitable businesses because we all have struggled through the decades of corporate America. It hasn't been easy for me and I know it hasn't been easy for you. And I want to see more women and our minority population rise above mm -hmm. equal to our male counterparts who have had it easy over mm -hmm. the decades. I'm sorry. I'm not here to rip. I'm just here to be fair and equal. And I want to be a voice of reason for you and for your listeners that we deserve the right to take over these businesses just as much as they do. So that's my yeah. heart. Now, Dale, what do you say when someone says, because I've heard this a lot, uh, mm -hmm. and said, you know, uh, from a white male, you know, hey, look, I grew up poor. Uh, I worked hard. If you work hard, you know, just like me, you get the same, you have the same opportunities as me. How do you address that? I've heard that. And I, and I know the nuances of it, but how would you uh, respond to that when you hear that? So are you saying they're, responding to me that it was just as equally as hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for example, sometimes when we deal uh, 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 with the, the subject, like I have a friend of mine, him and I, we have conversations Yeah, many times and we know that publicly we can't say that some of the things that <laughs> happen to us as minorities because we're minorities because People are gonna say, "Well, everybody got the same opportunity. You, you, you playing the victim. Uh, you know, uh, look what I did. I worked hard, and not saying that anybody didn't work hard. Yeah, but we know that just me being a black male and African Americans, uh, I'm, I'm more subject to not get opportunities than a white male. Mm -hmm. Now, will that stop me? No. Am I, am I gonna play the victim? No, because I'm still there's just obstacles that I overcome." And so my question is, when you hear that, like you, you, you going out and say, hey, there's a lack of minorities, there's a lack of women mm -hmm. uh, getting these opportunities. What do you say when, when, when you start talking about that and you start preaching that and then you have a white male will come and say, well, they have the same opportunities uh, 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 as me. How do you address that? Yeah. So they're, they're going through the same challenges as you or I have is what they're saying. Maybe they didn't, maybe they're a male and they didn't have the opportunity to go to school either. You know, maybe they were poor growing up. Um, they, they, they truly are the exception to the rule if that is true and accurate. And that is how I would reply. I mean, and, and, um, I would tell them, I'm glad they're sharing that with me because they are, a voice of reason in a group of men where the majority had it easier, so to speak. Right. There is, there is in the men 
white men culture, there mm -hmm. are many men who had it hard. And my heart goes out to them because you're right. It, it's almost like our world today is, is starting to come at the white men a little mm -hmm. bit more because of our past and what we've been through, mm -hmm. but they can equally stand up just as much as, as we are. And statistics tell the story. And until those statistics start equaling out, mm -hmm. then I, I maybe will cut back on my voice a bit because now I'm feeling like we're fair and we're equal. And we're, and we're making progress. Yes. Uh, we're making we're, progress. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, like I said, I don't doubt when somebody says that uh, they were, they were, they were poor, they worked hard. Uh, mm -hmm. It wasn't just given to them, but we know if you put me up against him, even though he worked hard and whatever, he's more likely to get the opportunities and doors open than I am yeah. because of the color. And so, right. so, so we are, we are, we are aware of that. And so sometimes that's the conversation that in, ends up having uh, that uh, people don't realize that some of the obstacles that, uh, you know, we both have the same obstacles mm -hmm. uh, with this guy poor, we both poor, but he doesn't have the one obstacle as being a minority. Right. That's just one of the obstacles. So, so it's, it's easier from that standpoint. And then some people say sometimes, well, look at people like Oprah Winfrey, look at people like Barack Obama, who's the president twice. And what mm -hmm. they sometimes they do is they make, uh, they look at exceptions. It's not the rule or the norm. Right. Uh, they just look at exceptions and they pull out exceptions. And, and, and so, so those are some of the things I know that, that, will come up, you know, because I really want us to keep talking about this. This yeah. ain't this this ain't something I just want us to talk about in this in this interview. This is something that, me and you kind of talk about some LinkedIn stuff and yeah. some doing some things. So I really want to I would to love that. Yeah. Uh, uh go ahead. I'm glad you said you repeated that example of that white man that didn't have yeah. it easy was the exception. It's exactly yeah. what I said. Like Obama. Yeah. That's yeah. an exception to the norm. Right. And I would take that exception to the norm any day as a business partner who yeah. did not have that university college paid for, mm -hmm. who had to work hard, who struggled through life, no matter what color. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but uh, exception to the norm all day. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. This they, is great. Uh, this, this is, look, we, we've got to, I, I got to get you to give your final thoughts. <laughs> because. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we'll do this again. But, you know, will. my. My final thoughts, don't give up on yourself and invest in yourself as far as knowledge and nosing around. My daddy taught me when I was a young adult, nose around. If you want to learn, you got to nose around, not in a bad way, be nosy, but nose around and ask questions Question, because yeah, yeah nobody's going to teach this stuff. Yeah. And no one taught it to me. Mm -hmm. So nose around. And if anybody wants to learn more, nose around and, 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 and ask me, yeah. you know, that, that would be my closing thoughts that you got to believe in yourself and just nose around and realize if you're a woman, if you are a minority, if you're a man of color, if you're, if you're struggling in corporate America and you're feeling dismissed, overlooked, 
There are options for you. Sometimes that door has to close in order for the big one to open. Okay. And, and if you need help or inspiration, just reach out to me. And with that being said, Dale, tell them how they can find you and connect with you. Yes, yes. Um, my website is just my name. It's pretty easy, debcurtis.com. My email, it's just as easy, deb, D-E-B, at debcurtis.com. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, my favorite social media uh, platform. I'm there every day. I offer LinkedIn audio events, um, which are education behind purchase financing, established small businesses. Uh, connect with me and let me know. Let me know that Troy sent you. I would like to know where you came from. And I believe you and I, Troy, we're, we're going to partner together more here and yeah. speak and, and do more of these, these uh, shows. Okay. Okay. Well, everyone, uh, Deb have just dropped a lot of uh, nuggets, some jewels. Uh, make sure you connect with her and reach out to her. When this episode drops, do us a favor. Please download it, listen to it, like it, share it. Uh, also connect with Deb. And like she said, once you connect, let her, let us both know that you heard her on Troy Talks pod, podcast. Yes. Uh, Deb is uh, active on LinkedIn like I am. I didn't know about the, the LinkedIn audio event she has, so I'm going to make sure I be there uh, because I'm audio event person myself. Uh, but when but when this uh, episode drops, please give us a review. Constructive criticism we love. Uh, I hope everybody uh, will really enjoy uh, this when it comes out. Dale, thank you so much. Uh, we just didn't have a, a time. I can still go on. I got to stick out a lot of questions I'm going to ask. And so we'll, we'll talk more on that. Uh, but this has been a great uh, interview. Everyone, uh, thank you. Everyone of you, y'all have a great and awesome day. <laughs>